0: branding is everywhere and the guest i've got on today's episode to talk about branding recently described it as saying you buy everything because of a brand whether it's food drinks clothing whatever it is you buy that because of a brand so it's a very important topic we're going to learn about it a bit more today and importantly how you can create a brand build it and then monetize it and the guest i'm joining today is Ted talks Ted, thank you for coming on mate how are you
1: I am good. Thanks so much for for having me. You were on my podcast a few weeks ago and it just got released today. So it's good to kind of um, jump back and give back.
0: Yeah, that one actually We spoke a lot about sort of some beginner investing stuff and how I grew my Instagram. So if anyone wants to, or actually how I grew my own brand. So if anyone wants to watch that, give it a listen afterwards. Um, But yeah, I know today we're going to talk about branding. um, A sort of key topic that you like to talk about.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think for me, branding has been central to well to everything I've done really if I look at my property my now I'm buying businesses I look at the books that I've written if I look at the events I've spoken at uh you know how people know me how people speak to me the way we everything has come through my brand but I also look at my desk right now and I see a Canon camera I see certain books that are certain brands I see an Apple Mac I see there's a little toy Lamborghini there's lush moisturizer most important thing i think on the desk there's sony headphones there's you know there's both speakers here there's all these brands in front of me that made me buy them or or i bought them because i think i wanted them or you know we can discuss that but branding is everywhere and even if something isn't a brand that's still a brand
0: yeah 100% right and i should have already mentioned that at the start so you've got obviously your own Businesses, and am I right in saying the main one is the property business? well I think you bought was it fifteen properties within a year?
1: Yes, I bought fifteen properties in nine months, which was just very, very bad. Year had worse. Yeah, not bad. Year (laughs) just another year in the life. Um, but I think it was like it, it was. Like it was incredible because of what it's given me now and because you know financially free all those kind of buzzwords and don't have to work again and all that kind of stuff which is great but it was incredibly stressful and you know a lot of people perhaps get inspired by it or want to kind of copy it and one of the biggest things that i say to people was sort of central to that success and i know that they won't do or they won't put the effort in for is branding you know i speak about it at events. Uh, and I actually say to people, right? You've all heard this presentation, but ninety percent of you are going to do fuck all, right? You're going to go home, you're going to not raise money for your deals, you're going to not sell things, and you're going to wonder oh, why am I not making sales? Why am I not getting investment for my property deals? Why am I? And that's why. So it, it's definitely more spoken about and more appreciated. But I still think a lot of people don't don't get it. Yeah, and and so I guess with, with branding then for you
0: was you branding. Because I know now you obviously bought those properties, got your own property business and other businesses. Did you brand from the very start or was it only sort of once you'd been successful, you started branding? Or was it from the very start you knew how important it was? So for
1: me, I probably started branding before. No, I did start branding before I even did a single property viewing, before I did, you know, any sort of like real property thing apart from, you know, a bit of networking, a bit of reading, a bit of learning. I started the brand first because it started with a podcast. You know, I was listening to podcasts, reading books, doing things that, you know, most people do when they're starting out on property. And I just wasn't finding the information I wanted. So I thought I can't find it. Then I might as well create it, right? And ask people the questions that I want to know the answers to. So... Yeah, I started the brand before really getting into property, which actually helped. Now, a lot of people think, oh, well, I need to buy 10 properties and I'll talk about it on the seventh deal or you know, I'll talk about it once I've you know secured a contract because then people are like, oh, you're real. Firstly, most people are on social media. So, you know, there's always there's, <laughs> going to be doubt. Okay. Exactly. And secondly, people... Okay, let's, let's look at a weight loss transformation. You go from being... 30 kg overweight, very visibly overweight. And then you convert into this absolute machine, six pack ripped, all of that front cover of a magazine. If you just come out the other end and say, look at my body, I'm sexy. That's cool. Like that's nice. People will look people, you know, but if you started from the beginning when you were overweight and people followed your journey, they were on this emotional, stressful, tough journey with you that to be fair, you know, a lot of people want to lose weight or want to get into some sort of shape. They're going to connect with you. They're going to follow your journey and emotionally have something with you and feel like they know you and feel like they've been on that journey with you. So when you come out with your rip your six pack and all of that stuff, they're going to say, oh, wow, I remember when, you know, you were this or when you were struggling here, we are doing this. And if you then come out with, I don't know, the next best supplement, you know, you sell your soul for some vegan salmon Powder, (laughs) DNA, whatever bollocks the fitness industry comes up with. (laughs) You know, they're going to buy it because they've seen that journey. And it's the same thing with, you know, um, opening a gym who wants to invest. They've seen that journey. And it's the same thing with any type of branding. Like with you, you know, I'm pretty sure you tracked your finances from, you know, from a point Mm. till now. So people can say, huh, I've seen it go up. I've seen it go down. I've seen him not be stressed by it. I've seen finance for what it is and that's so important and people will connect with you on that and when you have tens of millions in your in your investment portfolio which I'm sure you will they're then going to say oh dude i remember when you started with 40 grand and, and you were working and all that stuff so i started it before really doing the business and getting into it but that was big time like uh, a positive and helped me yeah so so
0: the main thing i took from that is it's all about really telling the story And I think that particularly on social media, I think the two, so I guess like building the brand, probably the easiest way to do it nowadays is through social media. There's obviously a lot to choose from and we can maybe talk about how to sort of choose the best one for you and not spread yourself too thin. But you either have people who have already made it and maybe are millionaires and showing how they did it or what you're alluding to, I guess what we're doing is like we're sort of telling the story where we sort of, for me, I haven't made it yet, but I'm showing how my investments are going up over time, how yeah, I'm investing more, staying the course, all of that sort of stuff. So I guess telling the story, I was, I was going to ask you like where to start and is that probably what you would say? I know we're talking about here like property and sort of the stock market, but no matter what niche it is, it's just about picking something you're interested and passionate about and just sharing your journey from there.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And I think you know, starting it, starting it without a commercial mind, I think is important because yes, you will monetize it. And we'll talk about that later and you can sell things. And, but I think really starting it with, uh, value in mind is, is the best thing to do. So whether you're sharing humor, cause that that's value, right? That adds value to our lives. Whether you are sharing anecdotes, philosophy, health tips, whatever it is along your journey, that is value. And that's what people want to here, that's what people want to understand from you. So, starting it non commercially, I think, is important and it will, it can become commercialized, you can make money from it later. But, really, starting and continuing with that value add is so important. Now, like you said, you can do it when you've got you know a million dollars in sales and you're like, Yeah, now I'm going to talk about it. Fine, right? But, you're missing you know a big chunk. Now, it might be easier to just say, You know what. Forget it. I'm going to get to that million mark, whatever it is, and then I'm going to talk about it. Because then you carry more weight, things have more chance of going viral. You're going to, you know, I get that approach. However, sometimes using social media on the journey and as part of that story, that's actually what may raise you investment finance for your startup. That's what might make you sales because people say, that's a cool, you know, t shirt you're wearing. Where's that from? Or is that your own brand? Oh, bum bum, let me buy that. So I think you know, it, it it kind of, I I see arguments for both ways of of doing social media, but, you know, in particularly in my case, when I started in property, I couldn't wait until I had X many properties because I needed social media. I needed people's money to get to that point. So for me, I didn't have an option. I didn't have a hundred grand to say, yeah, yeah, let me do this. And then I'll come back to you. It was like, I need it now. Let's, let's get it. Yeah. And to honest with you, I actually,
0: I've spoken to some property investors before and They're actually, so I don't have any properties at the moment. One dad hopefully have a property portfolio, but they were almost sort of saying that with my following, if I did start some sort of property investing journey and sharing what I did, that could be a way to, yeah, in this case, raise investor finance and then sort of grow and compound that property wealth and portfolio even more. So I think, as you sort of say, by sort of starting, sharing your journey, just doing it for fun, providing people value or laughs, whatever it is, Over time, you actually probably can tap into that, I guess, the brand and leverage it. I guess over time, in terms of how you can actually build it then, is it just about doing it for fun, trying to provide some value, or is it better to go with sort of like a strategy using certain social medias? You know, there's always these, when I'm scrolling through TikTok, there's always these videos like new Instagram algorithm hack, use free hashtags, post at this time. What do you think is actually the best way to sort of get out there and build your brand? whether it's like a business or personal, because obviously personal
1: brands are a big thing now, but yeah, either way. I think you kind of said it there, which was get out there and do it. Like just do it, you know, um, don't sort of think too much. Like, look, yes, get your colors, you know, get your, your logo, get your kind of vibe, get your thing. But really you can just pick up your phone, post a video and start building a brand, a personal one in this case, obviously with a business, you have to put a bit more effort and consideration into logo, colors, design, yeah. values, things like that, just naturally. Um, I think people should come at it with the strategy of adding value, posting a minimum of five times a week on, on platforms. Sometimes it's 10, for like TikTok, but, you know, posting minimum amount of times, being consistent, varying your content, and having good value content that is good. You know, like you said there, oh, you know, three hashtags, post at this time. Okay, you might get a 1% edge, right? Again, referring to fitness, it's like people who are like, oh, I'm going to take this fat burner and creatine and this and that, you know, and all these things will give you an edge, a 1%, a 3% edge. And guess what? Lots of 1% compound and Mm. are amazing. But hold on a minute. Why aren't we looking at the brilliant basics? Why aren't you just fucking walking, eating well, eating your fruit and veg, lifting weights, doing some cardio? So let's start with the basics. And it's the same with brand. Like, don't just rush into. Oh, I got to post at this time. I got you know, you know, like I've got to say a prayer to you know Odin and, and the, <laughs> the gods before I post. It's like just put good quality content at a time when people are active. That's simple, you know, from six pm to ten pm most days is generally when they're active. The studies have not shown anything new for the past four or five years, and if it's good content, it's easy for me to say, yeah, it will fly. It will get engagement. We all know that's not always the case. You know, sometimes it is in Odin and Thor's hands, like we just got to, you know, let them do their thing. But (laughs) if you have good quality content, it has a higher chance of going viral. It's got a higher chance of being enjoyed, of being found, of, you know, adding value, of reaching your potential customer or investor or client or whatever it is. So for me, it's consistency. Find a platform that works for you and that is working in the world uh, and that has some longevity, like Clubhouse, you know, where's has now? Yeah, um, that fell off the face of the earth, that app. <laughs> exactly. And it would, it just, it, there were so many reasons that it was such a like zeitgeist of that time in lockdown and like not anymore. So look at that and just look at high quality, high value content. You don't need an SLR camera or professional mic. You've all got, you all spend, you know, £1,500 on iPhones every year, you know, £800 on Pixel for. Samsung's you have good cameras get some good lighting natural lighting is the best but if not Amazon 50 quid for some good lights probably less and just get cracking just start
0: yeah there's a lot of good advice there and a lot to unpack I like what you said about essentially just getting started and I think it's essentially the same with like investing using that as an analogy people are trying to sort of tweak and optimize and do the best thing possible but if you just get started 100 quid put in an index fund you'll then invest in and you can sort of work it out and learn and adapt as you go same with posting content online if you can just start posting and when you look back in 3 years whatever it is of course that first piece of content is going to be terrible <laughs> but it's just about getting started and then doing it as you said consistently over time um i think one good thing you can actually do actually for me the way that i did it i sort of sl- started of a blog then i done an instagram then it was tiktok then it was a podcast. Then it was YouTube. I sort of slowly added more different like platforms in over time as other ones grew. But I think one good thing now is you, it's very easy to leverage content across different platforms. So if you make a TikTok, you can post that as a YouTube short. You can post that on even LinkedIn. You can post that as an Instagram reel. So you can make one bit of content and get it across multiple platforms. because essentially all the platforms copy each other, which is much easier than it was a few years ago. So that's one example of how you can sort of build your brand across multiple platforms by leveraging already made content. Um, I guess one of the key questions then is how you actually stand out. Um, Is it just by being authentic? Is that the main thing you'd say? Or or what advice would you give to someone if they just said to you, you know, I'm going to start a brand. what can I do to stand out?
1: Hmm. I think with a business brand, it's sort of slightly different i think you can really use design colors quality um your business approach your business usps as a way to stand out so that's kind of you know almost going to be covered with the business and that that again requires maybe a bit more thought a bit more planning a bit more into it now when we look at uh, personal brands however yes for me it's being authentic i mean that, that should just be who we are every day but obviously as I said, social media, lots of inauthenticness. Authenticity is the biggest and easiest way to, you know, build a brand and to win clients and to get engagement. A lot of people are afraid of doing it. A lot of people don't want to do it. A lot of people struggle to do it. So for me, being authentic means being yourself, right? And being true to yourself that is going to stand out whatever your style is whatever your sense of humor is the way you dress the way you talk like that is you and that is your authenticity now by using that you will stand out like yeah you might be similar to certain people online we're, we're humans you know our genetic differences between each other is like 0.01 percent or percent, <laughs> or something and between us and chimps it's like i don't know it a couple of percent it's so when you think about it yes we are going to be similar yes you know some people are going to have similar stuff fine But really no one is you and, and especially on social media where not all 7.3 billion people are building brands and in on the earth. So therefore by being yourself and being authentic, you will stand out. And in a world of inauthenticity by being authentic, you're already standing out naturally.
0: Yeah, no, like that. That's really good advice, both from a sort of personal point of view and from the business point of view, what you touched on first. I mean, I know from obviously looking at your stuff, your website, the colors bright yellow stands out you're instantly drawn to that is that why you chose that color for your um own brand Hedge talks
1: yeah i think i you know i looked around rooms and networking rooms and, and when i used to work and just thought everyone is wearing black gray black or white <laughs> yeah you know, navy or white and I yeah
0: thought, you're right literally those four colors <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, white trainers black it. jeans white tee I mean, I do that most days to be fair, but yeah, it's just so basic and easy.
1: Right? And that's why people do it. But there's a, there's a palette, it's safe. However, it doesn't stand out. You put your head across the room, everyone blends in. You go across a room and there's has been bright yellow, bright pink, bright red. It makes a really big difference and stands out. So for me, I thought, hold on a minute, that's going to make my life a lot easier if I can just instantly be recognised, instantly stand out, do something to grab attention, to warm, you know, things up and to show that I'm confident also to wear that color means I'm also confident to speak to. So come and talk to me. And so that all kind of played into it. And I also thought when looking down podcasts, to be fair, they're a lot more colorful, you know, the artwork and things like that. Mm. But there was no one in property doing yellow. I don't really think there is now. Um, And now it's not just property, it's other things. But there was no one really doing this kind of bright color. And I thought, all right, this makes sense. To be honest with
0: you, so I agree with you. For the people that I follow on Instagram, I don't really see anyone else doing yellow, not off the top of my head. Um, but I actually chose my colour as well for Making Money Simple, which is a bit of like a pinky red, mainly because no one else was doing it. Everyone was sort of doing at at the time in 2019 on just Instagram feed posts. It was like black, so similar to sort of the clothes we were talking about. It's like black, white, grey or blue. Whereas I sort of went down like the pinky reddy colour. Um, and Yeah, it's sort of similar I guess to what you were saying there, just trying to stand out. I guess I was sort of branding without even realizing it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And I think like, you know, your red does stand out versus blue or black or green, the kind of common like colors in the world or, and especially for finance. So it works. It makes your life easier. Um, yeah. I think it's one of the easiest things you can do to stand out is design and the color and fonts.
0: Yeah. Let's then talk about monetizing. So obviously I guess with anyone's sort of brand, whether it is a personal brand, or a business brand, the ultimate, maybe not the ultimate goal, but I guess the ultimate dream would be to somehow turn that probably interest that you had as, as a start making content for fun, start providing value. Then if you can then monetize that and turn it into an income stream, maybe potentially even doing it full time one day, more and more people are doing that now with personal brands and business brands. Um, how would you sort of recommend people monetize? What different ways can you monetize? Um, Let's talk about money and interested to share, interested to hear what your thoughts are.
1: So, I suppose there's two ways to make money. One is direct from platform, which is ad revenue. Um, yeah, ad revenue is, is kind of the main way I think, especially on something like YouTube. Um, I know I'm used to have like reels bonuses sometimes, but mm. it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. That is a hard thing to do because like if you were a client and you said, I'm going to run an ad, you want thousands of listeners. You want, you know, if I'm paying you 400 quid for this advert, I expect it to reach X many people. And so, you know, the, the method of direct from platform making money is very, very difficult unless you have millions of views, thousands, you know, even with podcasts, they do it, um, cost per listen, or, you know, so it's, even then you have to have that tens of thousands, thousands to really make any money that it's worth doing because, when you put an advert on remember you're going to lose listeners you're going to put certain people off yeah it's a and and then that balance is okay if the money coming in is enough to warrant that and often it isn't unless you're big enough yeah now, the no, other no, way,
0: sorry just quickly before you go on to the other way on that actually i did see something recently where to make youtube an actual sort of full-time job of a decent income i think you do need like millions of views per month which Is actually pretty crazy, think about it. You know, there's obviously huge channels like MrBeast and Sidemen who will easily get millions Mm -hmm. of views, but to actually get millions of views every month just to make it a full time thing is pretty difficult, which is why, yeah, I guess what you're gonna go on to next, probably now, is why you need sort of other monetization streams and not just the direct to platform ones.
1: Exactly. And you know, there we go. That that just says it all. And I think also having to create content constantly that is so good and of a certain level and of a certain type mentally. I think there's, there's also some dangers there, but I mean, Hey, these guys are doing their thing. It's fine. Uh, I'll let their therapist deal with that. So, <laughs> um, the other way is like, I, I suppose you call it like trickle down revenue, which means that your social media is at the top, uh, as in like the income sort of not the income the, the lead generator, the funnel top of the funnel and everything else is trickling down from it. So mentorship, education, books, uh, products, merchandise, events, um, those are kind of the main ways that you can make money from sort of trickle down revenue and of course your, your product if you sell something and your brand or your business brand is talking about it and promoting it like a lot of you know a lot of things all the clothes you know that a lot of stuff is on social media uh or in some type of you know form of communication website etc yeah. so those are the kind of prime ways that you can make money and the main thing you need is trust you know someone going to pay you 400 pounds an hour to speak with you yeah they will if they trust that the you're worth it and the value is there and that comes from your content
0: yeah no you're right i think that almost goes back right to the start where we were talking about sort of being authentic providing value trying to stand out and then it's only really and it won't happen overnight of course it's only really over probably years realistically that that can then come to fruition. But then as you say, you can then, yeah, sell products, speak at events. I know for me personally, the main two ways that I only made, i made my first pound from making money simple at the start of 2021. So for essentially two years, I pretty much didn't make a penny. um, And I was just doing it just because I enjoyed it. I then done my first brand deal. And then essentially the main ways that I've made money over the last couple of years has either been through selling my own products, so I have like an ebook, a spreadsheet, a workshop, or through doing brand deals, brand sponsorships, that sort of thing. Um, and I just sort of mentioned, that's really all just from my Instagram page. And I never really thought of it, but yeah, essentially my Instagram page is the funnel. And then people, where it's someone just scrolling, like a mate of mine or a brand, can then sort of start and go down a rabbit hole and see whether they trust me and whether I guess I'm worth sort of buying into, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, I've had people message me now say, "Hey, Dad, you know, I'm um, I'm listening to your episode one, and I'm like, that's 2018." <laughs> yeah, and all they'll come say, "Hey, I listen to your, you know, I've been catching up on your podcast since then, and oh my god!" And then they'll come back to me, and, and then they'll buy something, then they'll invest. They'll, you know, it, it's you know, very rarely have I had someone buy something from me or invest with me if they haven't consumed my content for at least. Two weeks. Doesn't sound like a lot, but in today's world where things move quickly, that's a fair amount of time. I'd say a lot of people have probably followed me for months, if not years, who have, you know, purchased my education, my mentoring, you know, or invested money in me, have been watching and watching and watching. And then they've made the plunge when they're ready or when we're ready. So yeah, it's, you know, it's like the, I think Google did the research on like the seven touch points to a sale. I've had hundreds of touch points with (laughs) hundreds and thousands of people Without knowing it, just by speaking into this microphone or speaking into this phone or, or filming, and that's the power—the passive power and reach of social media.
0: Yeah, it's great what one phone or one microphone can do. And as you alluded to there, if you post a video, it's then going to be up for years. Generally speaking, things on like you uh, on a like Instagram or TikTok have a shorter shelf life, but things like podcasts, YouTube videos, generally can keep coming up in search engines for years which I think is why those sort of longer forms of content is yeah, it's just so popular and just so good for sort of long-term monetization. I wanted to finally ask you for you personally, in terms of monetization, how did you sort of, how did the sort of journey work for you? Um, and I, yeah, with me, it was sort of brand deals and then my own products. And then I then sort of got YouTube sponsorship, uh, what well, YouTube ad revenue, sorry, from getting like the 4,000 hours watch time. But what was it like for you? And I guess, Since you sort of started today, what's been your most successful form of monetization? Is it like podcast stuff? Is it by doing public speaking, by
1: selling books or products? So, yeah, it was similar to you in the sense that I spent probably two years, just under two years, you know, just doing it for value, for fun, for whatever. I had investors in that time. So I suppose it's, it's not, I suppose it is monetized in some sense. Obviously, they get their money back but I bought property with it so technically yeah I suppose monetization actually started uh month 5 I think month 6 so pretty quickly that's pretty good going yeah yeah but I think it's different in property you know raising money versus actually selling something there's there's definitely a difference actually selling something that would have yeah been like two Two and a half years, I think, after I started when I felt like I had enough experience. I'd been there, done that, dealt with every single thing going wrong, every single mistake, everything I could. I said, OK, I'm going to educate people. And so I created like an e-learning online digital course. And that's been the, the biggest seller over six figures in net profit so far. Oh, wow. it's not something. Yeah, it's not something that I'm like, uh, I don't sort of say I'm an educator. It's like the last thing on my list. <laughs> and I do promote it. But I haven't promoted it now for like a few, like I forget, I'll be like, oh shit, I, I have this education thing. Let me talk about this. <laughs> um, so that's been like the biggest thing. My mentoring has been second because I want it to be second. Like the e-learning is a lot more beneficial. Mentoring is a, is very time consuming and I want people who are going to, like even this morning I was just like shouting at some of my mentees in our like discord. I was like, why haven't you done this? Like you're embarrassing yourself. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, even in accountable. Yeah, literally, don't come to me and say, oh, you know, I've been off for a while, now I'm back on it, and you're not on it. Like, that. this is why I don't do too much mentoring, because, like, people don't want this smoke, basically. <laughs> um, and, and I haven't got enough ammunition to give it to everyone. So, yeah, the education has been the main thing. My books have sold... I actually don't know how many copies. I think it's a couple thousand at this point, uh, audio and hard copy. But, you know, Amazon doesn't really do much for you. Yeah. You know, it kind of... <laughs> you know pays you a couple of you know pennies a couple of shillings for every hundred you sell um so yeah education e-learning digital has been my biggest uh revenue generator after raising money to buy houses yeah no that's very cool and very interesting to hear um
0: yeah i thought i'd just ask everyone's just slightly differently so yeah Mm -hmm. i think the, the course is a good idea that's something i've thought about for years and i think i probably should create a course i think people generally Prefer video content, other forms of content. So mm. it's obviously yeah, inspiring to hear that yours has been doing so well. And I'm also like you though; I do very rarely promote, and I just forget to promote. So I need to sort of be my be a better marketer and sell my own products uh, more often. um <laughs> mm-hmm. What I was going to say, just sort of finally, I've sort of gone through all the questions that I had. It's been sort of very. Yeah, insightful and helpful. Hopefully people listening have enjoyed it and can take some things away from it and sort of building their own brand, whether it's from a business point of view or a personal point of view. Is there anything else you think that's worth mentioning at the end or um, are we sort of covered all the essentials?
1: I think we covered all the essentials really. I think, you know, people who are going to create a brand, go online, look at people in your niche, look at your competition, look at people who are doing what you're doing, Analyze them, you know, look at what they do well, what they do badly, what's successful, what's not. Think about the kind of things your audience is going to want. Think about your industry. Think about the perception of your industry. If you're in industries where people find it hard to trust you and you have a bad reputation just generally, then you need to think about what can we do to change this? If you have a reputation where people think, oh, everyone who teaches FX is a scammer, okay, how are you then going to prove this wrong authentically and build your brand? You know, like think about what you can do to stand out on a kind of business level and on a personal level as well. Um, That's why I would say is one of the biggest things you can do when you start out. I didn't do any market research. Um, I didn't look at any other podcasts. I just went, yeah, let's do it. Let's do my thing. I just had the confidence. And even if you have the confidence, In this world of evolving, you know, content and algorithms and just everyone trying to do better and be better, I think it's important that we just do some market research, but don't get too caught up in it, you know, like do your thing, be you, do you, and yeah, just go build a brand consistently. Most people are just not going to do it.
0: Yeah, that's some brilliant points to end on and sort of round it all off. And I think, as you sort of said, just get started, be consistent and then you never know where it might take you in terms of personally and from a business point of view um, ted thank you very much for coming on the podcast i know yeah Ted talks people can find you across social media but is there anything here you want to sort of plug at the end in particular before we wrap up
1: um no if the instagram's probably the best way to get a hold of me i'm most responsive there so at talks, send me a dm you know click the link in my bio look consume some of my content if you're interested in property entrepreneurship being better, stoicism, health, fitness. Just, yeah, come and see me, message me, drop me a follow. And uh, yeah, let's see if we can work together somehow. Legend. Thanks for coming on, Sedge. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.